Welcome back to the Rugby Pod podcast and we've got one hell of a show for you today. We don't just have the regulars, Jim Hamilton is back with Andy Goo, but he has brought a mate and that is Richard Remix. Baz Barrington is stepping in. We're speaking to Gloucester CEO Stephen Vaughan to hear about what's going on off the field for their 125 year anniversary, but also on it. Um, we touch on a new game, which is called I Call Ball, where they, uh, we hear a story from our, the chaps in the panel and uh, we decide if it's true or not. And then we um, also touch on some of the news, including Ashton's biting, because we've got a couple of his teammates here. And finally, we need a tight head prop for our filthy 15. All of that and much, much more coming up in the Rugby Pod podcast. Pod, 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 pod. Rugby Pod. <laughs> The bright ones amongst you realise this is not a Kiwi accent. I've stepped in, yeah, a little bit, yeah. I've um, stepped in for Andy Rowe, um, who understandably is in hiding after tricking both of our regulars, Jim Hamilton and Andy Good, into thinking they were speaking to the one and only Steve Hansen. Uh, He thought he was going to get a bit beating, gents. Have we held up after that? He's scared, isn't he? Well, that's ridiculous. I actually, because I was on my in my car because I I couldn't come because of the incident that happened, Um, and I was listening listening to it. I was thinking. The Argies pop passing and doing inside inside runs and stuff. I was like, <laughs> that's a bit weird. What no, a thing for a coach. No, what got me is Jim's last passes. question. Oh, it's just so nice to hear from Steve Hansen. Oh, yeah. It, it well, I was put on the kid. spot. <laughs> so no one's giving me a heads up. Jim, have you got Jim? We need you to come up with a question for Steve. I'm sat there listening. could barely hear what he's saying. Just hear a, a Kiwi accent. Jim, have you got a question for Steve? Um, uh, do you watch Saris, Steve? Do you watch Saracens and see <laughs> do what see we us? do? Do you watch us and, and learn from us? How sounded great like, Saris are. Sounded like a right idiot. Great the weekend, weren't you, boys? You're getting a fair bit of game time. Let's talk about that. Yeah. The comeback. Mental. Still pro balling. What's going on there? Yeah, I'm still going, still trucking. Um, but the main man's back. What do they call it? Kratoji or Itoji Cruz? What they, what's the, 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 they've got a name that joined them together. Just the best two yeah. second rows. <laughs> the Lion, the lion second row. Well, exactly. So uh, George <laughs> has been out of the back. Carpe diem. I've just seized my opportunity, you know, and that's what I've done. Um, but we had a tough loss at the weekend, and I'll probably be bombed out this week. We'll see. <laughs> well, no, we'll you... see. No, it's great. Seriously, on a serious note, it's great to be playing. And, you know, at the, the ripe old age of 33, going on 34, still competing. How's the well? Is it no, full? Or? No, the well's pretty empty at the minute. Mate, it's tough. <laughs> Mate, the games. This is the thing. So I, I was there in the summer, watched a few of the games and watched back. And you look at the collisions and stuff now, I'm thinking... There's no way I can keep going like this, but when you're in it, it doesn't feel like when you obviously when you're watching it. Like we played Northampton, and that was all the lads were like, "Oh, what real physical game!" Obviously, there were some massive hits in the game. It didn't feel that way. I mean, I didn't carry the ball or make any tackles. <laughs> but, um, you, you were just getting turnovers. Right? How, that, many, how many turnovers now this season? You must have a running oh, count. You, you don't like to talk about it, do you? I don't know. You know, someone mentioned three or four. I mean, I weren't counting. That's about as many salads as I've eaten this year. I think. <laughs> hey. um, Talking that, of salads. Yeah, exactly. You're doing great things on the pitch, but I'm going to say better things off it. You've brought in a special guest, and what a guest it is. It is Richard Baz Barrington. How are we? Hello, hello, hello. Good to have you on board. How's everything going with you? Yeah, really good, really good. Rugby's going fun. That's what I like about it. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> And you've come in fancy dress. Yeah. About the jumper. Well, it was my birthday on Saturday. Not a great birthday present on the game, but... My, uh, Hell of a auntie, night out. Hell of a yeah. night out, though. Yeah, it was fun, yeah. And uh, my auntie 
wrapped me up a lovely jumper, actually. Yeah. yeah one of my finest uh, jumpers I got. So, so what is that? Is that Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, Daffy Duck? What is Daffy, that? Daffy, I think, isn't it? Daffy Duck. That is Daffy. Yeah. yeah. Talks so, with a bit of a lisp, doesn't he? He's like, Daffy then. Exceptional. Did Jim tell you we're going live to potentially a million people in your no, sport? No, when, you were... when I was wearing this, I was like, Jim, uh, I've got a face for radio, so I'll be all right. And then he told me it's live to about a thousand people. So, no. or even uh, a million. A million. A million. A million. Let's go. This is actually dressed up for, for, for Rich, for, for Baz. <laughs> Uh, he normally comes in in fluorescent t-shirts, <laughs> shorts, flip-flops in the coldest winter's day. So it's great to see he's made an effort. He's dyed his hair as well. Yeah. Um, what, what look did you say you've gone for there? Well, I went for Ramsey in the summer, didn't I? You know, to copy the old uh, Welsh wizard. And then uh, I shaved it off and it's going to grow now, really. Yeah. So and a bit, can't, and it, yeah. can't call it natural. And but the I shoes. am known for being the worst dresser at Sarri, so yeah. I, I don't mind. I take that. It's better than being in the middle for best isn't it so absolutely you stand out <laughs> yeah that's it yeah well we want to get in. to know you a bit bit better because we know these two boys got us so we i did a bit of research actually oh, today yeah, yeah. Here we go. um and uh, i'll save the embarrassment for a for a little while because there's a couple of good tweets in your early days in 2010 i've dug <laughs> up actually <laughs> but um first of all uh i want to know a bit well in, in this research you were living or are still living with the Vunapola boys? Is no, that right? No, no, I used to live with them, yeah. My uh, first year when I come to Saris, I moved in with a few of the boys and then uh, they all like spread, spread their different ways, bought houses and stuff. And I was like, oh, Bill just said, jump in with us, mate. So I lived there for six, seven months. Yeah, it was awesome, actually. Really Must good. have lost a bit of weight, did you? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I'm probably the only one who can uh, match them for eating as well. Hold on, I haven't lived there yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, say, you say you don't live there. He, he, he lives with his missus now, but you're around there every night, every yeah. weekend. Well, it's hard now because Bill and Mac have moved different houses, so I can't one bird with two stones, so I have to do it now, both houses. So my missus is losing her head now because I'm actually have to go two <laughs> different places. So Take KFC to one and Mackie to the other. <laughs> yeah, keep them happy, absolutely. And um, one of them, Billy, he uh, famously doesn't drink, but um, on your quick fire round, you're dream night anywhere in the world <laughs> oh, was just no. a night out in Cardiff um, <laughs> have you been around many other places or had that dream night out this is a few years ago oh yeah yeah no 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 I, I love Cardiff I absolutely love it I actually think I'm a bit half Welsh when I'm only about one eighth but I, I don't know why I think it's just the nightlife there everything goes doesn't it in Cardiff like, is this a declaration you're Welsh qualified it's like Jim saying he's going to go back playing for Scotland again. That's more Scottish than me. You know, how long did you live there for? Like 10 years. 10 years in Scotland. Only in the borders, though, on the borders. <laughs> so. so You've got the same English-Scottish thing going on as well as yeah. Mountain. Yeah. Well, a little bit, yeah. And you're in the front row for Sarri, so you've got a bit of South African somewhere along the way, <laughs> let's be honest. You've got to have. Um, and on Don't Mess With Jim, one of our favourite segments, you were, you, were one of, you, were, you were basically proving front rowers are bright and you did some spelling and uh, you may remember early doors you were given biscuit you nailed it confidence sky high then you were given a vegetable aubergine do you remember how that went yeah that was terrible but yeah. Jim clipped a lot of this thing he gave me another oh. word I, he said spell peace so I'm going to put it back to him now because I spelled it right and he said he spelled it wrong so in the video they cut it out so Jim right now on air spell peace P-E-A C-E. Piece of pie, mate. P-I-E-C-E. That was the thing. There was a load of them that were cut out. Yeah, because I spelled it right and he spelled it wrong. So he's just trying to make me look like that. It's my show. That's why I don't mess with Baz. In case you missed it, aubergine was spelled O-B-A-J-E-A-N. But O-Gene. Yeah, O-B-A-Gene. But we're going to test your spelling again, see how it's improved here quickly. So you've played four games this year. And um, I want to um, get you to spell your opposition's names you've faced so far this season. All right, here we go. So, 
this weekend, he came on early, um, but he was listed down as number 17, was Mark Lambert. Can you spell Lambert for me? L-A-M-B-E-R-T. Lovely Lambert start. Man. Okay. Yeah, Good start. We've got uh, a couple here. Now, um, Campesi will leave Marfu. Spell Marfu in your second game. I'm loving this. <laughs> Absolutely loving Wait, this. It's five, it's five, here, five letters. <laughs> don't worry. M A F I U. M A A F U. Then it gets a bit easier. Extra. Alec Hepburn. Hepburn. H E P B U R N. Yep. And lastly, the easiest Worcester first game of the season. Nama Lalale Malafunga. Okay, Nims. To his mates. Yeah, Nim. Good stuff. Yeah, we want to go quickly back to. Where you went, you went viral, didn't you? That singing, um, but you, it's been it's been in your blood for a little while because you made your third tweet ever uh, on social media. Is oh, it was uh, tear jerking, and there's a few stuff going on here. But looking forward to Taylor Swift hashtag amazing hashtag X Factor oh was your third ever God. tweet. I'll tell you Anything. What. <laughs> I love Taylor Swift, you know. <laughs> Do you love X Factor? No, I don't really watch That's it now. He from. Well, Jim came on air uh, early on in the show, didn't you, a few weeks back? And he said, well, the best thing about Baz is he leads the songs, <laughs> and he starts off, he knows the first few words, and he hasn't got a clue what's <laughs> going on, and he hopes everyone else joins yeah. in. So I thought we could give you a chance now to come out with the whole song on air. Yes. A whole song? What? Uh, enough. Oh, a 30-second segment that you, your go-to, right? You're standing there. Got to impress the team. What is the go-to? Oh, he's got a go-to. Oh, oh, go. yeah. Can we join in or not? Absolutely. Please okay. do. Encourage. What, do you want the actual go, go no, to? No, I want you to. I want you to go what you think will go. Oh, <laughs> this is live. That's just right. I was going to say, if you give me a heads up, over... I would have got some lyrics out. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, you've got to learn it off your phone. This is on the spot. Right. Uh, well, we'll go with that one. Do you actually want to sing now? Yeah, please oh, do. Right, yeah. <clears throat> Where it began. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the guy that leads every song <laughs> in the Saracens dress I'll tell, you, I'll tell you why I'm not when doing that break now, because I haven't had any drinks in me or anything. Well, they get so a bottle of that. Straight up schlager. All those scenes from the, uh, from the finals last year. Yeah. It's always yeah. you leading it. Oh, no, I, what, I, the only thing Jim was a bit bitter about, and this is the genuine truth, you started one that was like, oh, Maro, it's oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and all that. And then Jim was like, "What about me?" Uh, yeah, no, one, no one's made um, a song for Jim. No. Yeah, they, that's what we need to do. Quinn's fan, uh, Big Jim's on fire. <laughs> Free from desire. Oh, yeah. Big Jim's on fire. <laughs> Were you their best player, Quinn's at the weekend? Though? Mate, actually played all right. To be fair, they were quite stuffy. Different. Well, Wigs there, isn't he? Roundtree. Yeah, toughen them up. Yeah, exactly. It's about time Quinn's performed anyway, wouldn't it? Yeah. I know it was against you boys, but they've been very inconsistent so far this year, haven't they? And then they raise it for the big game, and then they've got to go to Wasps this week, haven't they? Yeah, that's not a fun it's great trip. Great to see Wasps top of the league, isn't it? Mate, Wasps look good, don't they? Yeah, it's great to see them top of the league. We are top of the league. I could say that about loads of teams because I was about to say you're I in a nice position where there's a few in there. <laughs> when, when, mate, when you boys won it last year, I was like, play for them as well. Here we go. Sorry. Let's talk a bit about Premiership review. First few rounds underway. Uh, let's start with you, Andy. What do you make of it so far? I mean, obviously relegation battle going quite well, we thought, and could be quite tight. And then Wasps put 70, uh, 71 points on Bristol. Um, and, uh, and obviously, Quinn's being Saris this weekend. Your old boys, Newcastle, did a job on Gloucester. What do you make of the season so far? Oh, if we're talking just at the bottom end of the Premiership, um, Bristol are really struggling. I tipped them at the start of the year to go straight back down. Um, yeah, it just shows the golfing class 
they've, they've had some tough fixtures. Let's not get away from that. They started against Quinns at, at Twickenham, and Quinns didn't really perform on a wet day, um, but still played really poorly and beat them. Then they've got Northampton at home, 30-odd points. They've gone uh, away to Wasps and ship 70, and then extra at home and shipped to 40-odd. So uh, it's going to be tough. Um, I can't see where a win's going to come from because all the other teams that you talk about at the bottom in terms of Newcastle, um, who else is there, Worcester, potentially Sale, they're all playing reasonably good rugby in patches in the games and I don't see much of it from Bristol at all they show a lot of heart a lot of courage and stuff like that but they're just making errors and simple things like dropping off tackles that premiership teams that are used to playing premiership intensity don't do um, at times and um, you know they're being exposed pretty badly that that defeat to Wasp would have really stung um, especially someone like Tom, hey. Tom hey. Um, especially someone like Tom Vondell who obviously played at Wasp but I can't see them being a London Welsh and losing every game by a huge cricket score but I can't see them winning the game either so it's going to be tough yeah absolutely I think you're spot on there and the and the Saris boys but let's talk about the top of the table because that's where you top found yourself wasps. Are we, are we, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we touched on them uh, you found yourself there in the last few years um, what's, what's going on in the camp there's some obviously uh, a narrow defeat to a Quinn side there but there's also news Savanaka Warawaka from Fiji we've just found out isn't doing his deal after my hotly tip in first ep isn't coming over what's uh, what's going on in camp at Saris then well uh, on uh, Rakaka from Fiji <laughs> uh, the Fijian um, he's done the Fijian thing hasn't he he ain't, ro- he ain't rocked up he didn't rock up he missed his visa appointment but I'm not 100% sure so I'd be bad to be passing judgement or speculating on what happened the fact is he isn't coming we're obviously left a little bit thin on the ground I've I've heard that he generally watched Big Jim play and thought I was having his shirt. He's, you're playing like a trooper. <laughs> he's not, he, he's not getting a game. Yeah, exactly. He don't need to be here. But we're thin. We're thin, especially with um, Mr. Ashton, which I'm sure you guys might touch on later. But uh, Mike Ellery's come in. He's been a fantastic player. Scored an amazing. Well, he set up an amazing try at the weekend. Uh, but just touching on on the season so far for us. Um, well, generally, I, I don't sound arrogant, but the top of the league, and it's quite a cliche saying. I mean, it's such a long season that you want to be hitting your straps every game and playing well every single game that you go out there and play but I think from anyone who's watched we, we're not quite where we need to be um, we haven't quite clicked yet there's obviously been a few kind of changes and uh, in terms of you know Owen's been injured Alex Lazowski's come in and been absolutely fantastic but it's a difficult position to come in and play at 10 in a new team uh, you, you know we've been European champions so the pressure to come in I mean he's been fantastic as I said we're thin on the wing we're thin at lock but it all, as we yeah, know, right. and as you're, we, not, you're not thin, are you? <laughs> <laughs> I am, no, lean, lean. But as we've seen, all, all that matters is, is, is come the, is come what may, that we're we're challenging, we're, we're in amongst it. It comes down to the to the last few games of the season for the Premiership. Yeah. What I thought was funny about the weekend when it wasn't funny because Quinn's won, and I'm sat between two Sarri, so I didn't find it funny. All right, boys, chill. What I did think was interesting. We'll change the word. Quinn celebrated that game like they'd won the league, didn't they? <laughs> Which you know, I think it's probably from their side. It was a lot of relief because they've been pretty inconsistent in their first few games um, obviously with not performing particularly well um, but then to beat Saris they were the last team to beat you boys as well so yeah well um, I, I'm, I'm quite happy quite comfortable to say this on air Baz probably wouldn't um, but Quinns have been a team where there's been kind of a bitter rivalry I'd be honest you've got two kind of very different cultures uh, going head to head and I think a stat came up that you know out of 17 games we'd won 13 Um leading into that game and as you said like they won last year and, and the way that they kind of conducted themselves on the field in that game in terms of the off the ball incidents you know how they spoke to the ref how they spoke to us 
and how they interacted with each other was something that was spoken about. But to be fair to them, in the game at the weekend, they, they, even though they obviously did celebrate like they just won the World Cup, uh, they they did actually play. You know, they they were respectful, and I think the, with the new coaching influence that they've got with East Nick Easter and, and Graham Roundtree and the stuff that they're doing around the set piece, it seems like you know they might actually be going in the right direction. That's a test though this weekend for them. Obviously, they beat Saris at their own patch on their own patch. Can they back it up and go to Wasps? I don't think they can. I think Wasps will win and win comfortably at the Rico Arena on Sunday. I'll be there. Good stuff. Yeah, it's pretty scary as well. The boys Wasps have to call on off the bench and coming back from injury as well. But you touched on your locks at Saris and the last time your partner in crime, Mario Toji, lost was also to Harlequins yeah. last year. Has anyone... Obviously, you don't want to celebrate defeat in any way, shape or form, but just told him maybe to wind his neck and just reminded him that his, <laughs> no, he's been unbeaten since 1973. Has anyone just <laughs> let him know that I this did. is it? <laughs> I, gave, I gave him a nudge. I says, mate, this is what it felt like playing for Scotland like <laughs> for 10 years. <laughs> I think Mara came back with Jim. The reason we lost was because you were my partner. But, uh, I don't, I don't know. Mara came on last time, though, uh, two, two minutes into the game. Hallwell not Cruzo out, George Cruz. He's a big softy though, Cruzo, isn't he, Baz? Cruzo and Itoji, they're good players, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're all right. One team we haven't touched on is Gloucester, one of your former teams. And it's an absolute pleasure to say we can talk about them now with their CEO, Stephen Vaughan, is on the line. Stephen, you got me there? Yeah, evening, fellas. Evening, how are we? Uh, well, in all honesty, I've had better weekends. Um, following the, uh, the, the game on Saturday, probably not our finest hour, but... Uh, yeah, we're still surviving. We've got a, a should have quite a quiet game at the weekend home to Bath. So uh, yes, uh, looking forward to hopefully putting things right then. Okay, absolutely. Jim's here with me. Hi, Steve. Hi, big fella. How are you, mate? I'm gonna uh, yeah. let him loose, uh, which is very risky. Um, and yeah. just uh, no, um, inquire a little bit more because it's obviously well documented. It's your 125 year anniversary. So we want to find a bit more about what the club are up to. Yeah, so see, I don't. Well, obviously, there's there's a where there's a game coming up on the uh, the ninth of October. It's being advertised as a hybrid match. Um, the, the Cherry Whites of of old, plus a few extras playing against uh, the guys from up north. I'm actually just trying to find out. The, the, I actually saw the team sheet for the guys that are playing the rugby league, <laughs> the rugby league side, and it looks pretty uh, pretty menacing. I've got to be honest. But um, like, how how's it going for that? I'm meant to be coaching actually there, Steve. Um, yeah, yeah. I- I hope you're a bit more certain than meant to be, Jim. <laughs> well, this is the thing. This is why it's so loose. I've got a game against Wasp that weekend, so um, if if um, the coaches decide to drop me or rest me for that week, then I'll be dropped, Jim. Yeah, I, I might be dropped. Um, yeah, I've, had the, I've had the insider from Mark. You're fine for that week. <laughs> yeah, I'm coaching then, but I don't know what I'm going to do because I've seen our team. Leslie Vinacola's put on ten stone, and uh, <laughs> exactly. And James Simpson Daniel says he hasn't he, uh, he hasn't even jogged, got out of a, got out of a trot in the last two years. So, what do you reckon? I mean. How how are things looking for the game? Yeah, well, it, well, it'll be interesting. I, I, I think actually years ago, I'm sure Wigan and Bath played when when Bath were kind of in their pomp, and I think I think Wigan just ran away with it in this kind of hybrid game. Um, I, but um, look, I, I met with I don't I, I watch a lot of rugby league, and some of the names on the, that that um, team sheet for the league team they are fairly frightening. I mean, and a lot of them have only just finished playing as well, Jim. To be to be quite frank, so you, you, you'll do well to swerve putting your boots on that day. Yeah, I've um, got I've got some names here, Steve. I've found the list. So you've got Adrian yeah. Morley, you've got Martin Gleeson, you've got yeah. Chev Walker, Yestin Harris, Robbie Paul, Jason Robinson's playing for them, the Judas, yeah. Sean Long, <laughs> Lee Radford, 
Uh, Wayne Goodwin, Ewan Dowes, Andy Craig, Paul Wellins. So, like you said, they're no mugs, mate. And I've, oh, no, yeah, no. and I've seen the nick of the Gloucester boys, I'm telling you, because I'm, I'm on, a, on a, a WhatsApp group with them. And they're looking, Olivier Azam is looking big. <laughs> I, was, I was with him last week. Uh, uh, Ollie and Tins came down to the uh, down to King's Home for the afternoon. And, uh, yeah, he, um, I think Ollie looks like he could probably make up his own front three at the moment. Um <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, look, I mean, that, that league team's pretty fierce. And Adrian Morley came down to see me the other week from Salon. If you watch rugby league, it's, it's an extremely tough sport, you know, played by Northern Doorman. Yeah. Um, and uh, he, you know, for, for the uninitiated, he, he, is, he's, he was the hard man of a very hard sport, um, should we say. So, uh, yeah, it'll be an interesting one. I mean, um, you know, I think a lot of the boys... We'll, we'll secretly be doing a little bit behind the scenes. Uh, you know, don't don't want to embarrass themselves in front of the shed. Um, if I sit on the fence, Jim, I'll, I'll say it'd be a close call. But you know, if you manage to uh, manage to swing that week off and do a bit of coaching, maybe the home team will just sneak. <laughs> we'll see. Well, I've, uh, Olivier Azam said the only training he's been doing is boxing training. So if, if worse comes to worse, mate, he said he's going to revert back to type. Just kick it off. <laughs> yeah. Nice, Stephen Andy Good here. Great to uh, see the Falcons win down at Kingsham at the weekend. Do you enjoy that? Ooh. Sorry, mate, the, the line went then. <laughs> <laughs> I'll repeat it then. Andy Goode here. Great to see the Falcons win now that King's home at the weekend. How was it? Yes. What happened? It was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. Um, look, Jim's... Uh, I mean, Goody, you've, you've played at King's home many a time and uh, Jim's been on... on you know, um, What happened? We've had, we've had, a, we've had a, an odd start. I mean, we, we, we've played the best 50 minutes rugby I've seen in my three years uh, against Leicester and then went on to, to you know, in, in, in the mother of all Hollywood finishes, be on the wrong end of the kind of Rocky Four drama, um, which was horrible. We then went to Worcester, and, um, you know, we didn't really come out of the blocks. They went down to 14, managed to scrap it back to a draw. Should have won it, actually, uh, at the end. But, again, we didn't come away. It wasn't a winning draw, if you understand what I'm saying. It was a, felt like a losing draw. Go and do the hard, the hard yards at sale, and, and he came, uh, you know, almost a Saracens-esque, um, this victory up there which we were all chuffed about and then um, we were confident going into Newcastle at home and um, if I'm absolutely honest with you we, we, we didn't deserve um, anything other than what we got um, Newcastle defended ever so well we we made a, a number of unforced errors we um, yeah we, we, we just didn't we didn't break through they went into that 22 twice with the ball and scored twice and you know, fair play to them. Uh, you know, Seymour's a good, good lad. Mick Hogan's a good lad, and um, you know they were, they were, you know, they haven't won away from home for two years. Um, so um, we've got absolutely no complaints whatsoever. We 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 didn't deserve it, but you know the, the backlash from a lot of people has, has been fairly obvious, really. And uh, you know, our, our supporters and other stakeholders, you know, won't accept that, and uh, we we absolutely agree and, and understand it was unacceptable. So. We've got a great opportunity on Saturday and, um, you know, it should be a real humdinger. Just, just on that, you know, talk about the pressure and the backlash, everything like that. Mm. I know I don't want to get down the get down the path of football managers and things yeah. like that where, yeah. you know, people shoot from the hip and sack people. But yeah. obviously with Laurie Fisher there and, and yeah. uh, David Humphreys, there's, there's a lot of budget going on those two. Um, mm. What are the minimum requirements for them as a coach this year, as a coaching yeah. group? Um, well, and, we, you know, what are the expectations? Yeah, well, I mean... The reality is, you know, and, and, and you won't hear an excuse from me. Um, when when Nigel left and, and uh, he gave us the opportunity to look at the structure, and I I didn't believe the structure was right at the club. So, um, you know, when Jim was there and, and Nigel was there, we had, we had a, we had a head coach, and then we had 
you know, uh, defensive coach Paul Moriarty and, and Andrew Stanley was, was helping with the forwards and, and, and Tony Window, etc. But when I looked across the clubs that I thought were um, the successful clubs in Britain, I guess, so Munster, Leinster, uh, Northampton at the time, um, Saracens and, and, and one or two others. Leicester. Um, uh, of course, Leicester. Um, and uh, they all had a director of rugby um, who was was exactly that and then they had a head coach and, and, and you know and, and, and moved into the functional areas and we didn't have that so to be fair to Nigel Davies Nigel in my opinion was trying to do the job of two people um, you know to, to S&C medical academy nutrition dealing with people like me um, the media and also try and coach the team be the good guy be the bad guy so so the structure changed um, when Laurie and David came in just over two seasons ago it was almost uh, timing's everything I mean it was, it, and I don't know how it happened um, previous to me joining, but you know we, we had 26 players out of contract that year, um, and we, so it was 25 left, 26 <laughs> came in, and uh, none of them at that time had been signed by by David or Laurie, um, and um, and away we go, a whole new coaching team, whole new group of players, and we kind of scraped a little bit of something out of the year by winning the Challenge Cup. Um, but it probably papered over a few uh, a few cracks in terms of, you know, uh, first season blues. To your question, I'd say that this year, what's minimum criteria for us, really? It's top six. Um, you know, if, if you're not in the top six, you know, with the be- best will of the world, the Challenge Cup is what it is. Um, you know, you've got to be in the Champions Cup for so many reasons. Um, you know, not just financial reasons, by the way, but if you're looking at bringing in the best players in the world, and you, you know, you know yourself, recruitment-wise, you you want to be playing in the Champions Cup. Um, otherwise, it, it puts a different dynamic on things. Players might come, but it might cost you a fortune, and if it does cost you a fortune, then your squad's smaller. It's as simple as that. Um, so, top six is is the answer. We'd love to, to 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 do better than that, but you know, if you actually look at Gloucester's record over the last ten years. Um, the perception and the reality are two very different things. Um, we, we've actually seldom finished in the top six, never mind the top four. Um, so, you know, we, we can't keep bleating on about history and, 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 and things of the past. We've kind of got to create our own history now without sounding too, you know, David Brent about the whole thing. Um, we've really got to kick on now and with the group that we've got. So, uh, you know, David and Laurie are aware of, of what we need, of what we, we're kind of demanding. And, um, OK, we, we, we didn't do so well at the weekend, but... We're four games in, fellas. We're four Single games season. in. Any, anything can happen, you know. And Jim says he's out of contract at the end of this year, so <laughs> three-year deal. Yeah, that's four fifty. We have opened a new bar, Jim, in one of the in, in one of the stands. So there's a supervisor role going there. Mate, <laughs> this rate, I'll take it, mate. Whatever. <laughs> Good stuff. Thank you very much, Stephen. Good to catch up with you. And uh, I look forward to hearing more and seeing more about your 125-year anniversary uh, plans and events. Fantastic. Cheers, fellas. Yeah, cheers, Steve. Cheers, Steve. Thanks, bud. Yeah, all the best. There we go. Decent guy. Likes a chat. Great guy. Loves yeah. a chat. Brief summary. They need to be top six was the end of it. Um, and uh, the main thing is that you may have missed is Jim looks like he's coaching a, a pretty special game there between rugby league legends and rugby union legends. Have you done much practice in coaching well, at all? Um, I actually have. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I coach a little bit at the Saris Academy. I mean, obviously, it's completely different. <laughs> You're talking about <laughs> up-and-coming athletes um, <laughs> trying, to, trying to develop their game and become better players. Well, not yeah. Olivier Zan. <laughs> exactly. You're trying to herd, you know, 20-plus stone individuals <laughs> and try and motivate them for a game after they've had two nights out in a row. Um, I'm just trying to get a list of the names. Uh, that... Oh, that, we, got, we got the names oh, from you. Oh, you got the names? Yeah, it was yeah, all good. You, saw the, from you, his you end. saw the rugby league names? Yeah. It's just hilarious. I'm watching. I'm, I'm looking at the, um, the, the WhatsApp's coming. Does anyone know the rules? Is it touch? 
are there line outs? <laughs> How many teams is it rolling subs? So th- th- there's oh, no- Bermuda game that would have been. Yeah, <laughs> that was our that, Bermuda. Yeah, that- we played we played a game out in Bermuda um, oh, against yeah. Queens. Sarri started it off actually years ago. Um, it was a trip every year to go on. I'm trying to think of what the charity's called now. Beyond Bermuda or something. Yeah, isn't it, I think. yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we played a. So it was last. When was it? Two summers last ago. Summer. No, last summer. No, yeah, two summers. Yeah, actually. two yeah, summers yeah. ago. We went out there. There was a a mix of rugby players that are basically good drinkers um, <laughs> and I'm for a good time in Bermuda trip over there played against Harlequins um, and I just tried to make it into touch didn't I there was some yeah. young Kinos there second, who was the second row Charlie Matthews is it oh, for Queens. Queens. he was trying to yeah, fill yeah, people yeah. in I'm like mate it's a char- charity game I'm playing touch here so I'm piped down um, <laughs> it was good fun and that's the thing you know, charity games you don't want to take them too seriously you don't want to Make tackles, do you? You were complaining to uh, Luke Pierce because you touched him and he ran all the way through. Yeah, I can remember. I'm happy with that. Yeah, I can remember that. I've got the rules if you want me to go through them. Yeah, I'm actually intrigued. Yeah, tell us it, is, it is quite funny. So, um, the union team will play rugby league in their own half up to the halfway line. This is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Who is going to remember <laughs> this? Yeah. Uh, they will play rugby union as they move past the halfway line. The league team will play rugby union on their own. So, bloody so obviously the opposite. Yeah. So, the game rules. Uh, the scrums to be uncontested. Olivier Zams, they said it's an uproar. Five-man lineouts only. Lifting allowed both on and off your ball. Rooks and moors are live. Great. Um, <laughs> any infringements result in a free kick being awarded. The tackle area or offside results in a penalty. Kickoffs must go 10 metres. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Alan Lamb sent this to the boys. It's, it's, it's uh, laughable. So the rugby league side, six tackles as normal. The kickoffs must go 10. <laughs> Cheers, Sammy. Um, yeah, forty twenty is standard. Ten meters back off every tackle. So the lads are coming like they literally don't know what's happening. Is there a tip off? <laughs> um, Shame you're not playing. You'd have that in the back, wouldn't yeah, you? Exactly. But I mean, it's interesting. We're talking about Gloucester because we've obviously got Richard Barrington here, Basil Baz. He's a local Gloucester lad. He went to Hartbury. He used to you hang about. Tell. You can tell. Yeah, you can tell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you're a Gloucester lad, eh? Yeah, a bit of Forest of Dean in me. Oh, yeah. That's where I, I know, yeah. <laughs> then I, that's when I went to Scotland, so it did go well, a little bit worse for a bit, and then um, yeah. I went back there. But yeah, you enjoyed Hartbury, yeah. Yeah, he said at Hartbury, like, obviously, we used to train at Hartbury. Um, I've got no stories. Obviously, I'm a married man. Um, I was married when I was there, but there are a few stories knocking around there. But um, <laughs> do you remember seeing the lads knocking about? Any stories about the boys? <laughs> <laughs> Freddie Burns. <laughs> knocking what? No yeah. coin. <laughs> Um, good stuff right um, we're going to try a new game here and it could absolutely backfire but I feel it's going to be quality because we've got some good people in here and it's uh, called I Call Ball and basically we're getting a story this week from uh, Jim Hamilton one story and we are it's, it could be outrageous it could be very sensible but I think we know which way this could go and um, we're basically going to try we can ask a few questions afterwards and try and work out if it's a complete load of rubbish or if he's telling spot on the truth so Jim what have you got for us this week so um, again is it made up? Is it rabbit story? <laughs> or is it solely true? We don't know if that was made up still. Exactly. There we go. What's Conspiracy. the legal procedure with that? <laughs> so I called this one and it's a little bit off the cuff. So is it made up? See what I've done there? Oh. Um, we'll call this one Fight Club Story. And uh, it dates back to about 2002. I was in my prime. I was in my prime on the drink. Because I don't drink that. I don't drink much now. Hardly at all. But I did like a drink back in the day. Uh, we're out on a Saturday after after a after a first team game. The local crew, myself, Michael Holford, Luke Abraham, oh the Deacon brothers, Harry Ellis, Ollie Smith. Goody was knocking about somewhere in the kebab shop. <laughs> um, and we used to you get went out mean, with Ollie Smith. Yeah, Ollie Smith was come out. On, mate, yeah, yeah, he didn't come out that much, but Harry did. He liked to drink. And uh, we used to convene outside the kebab shop 
Goody's uh, stakeout that we just said. Check where we I was. Used to, yeah, we used to play this game called slaps. So me and Holford, you know, we were just like we we're a bit rough. You know, we were a bit rough lads, and like we were there slapping each other. And out the mist of the smoke, out of the cold air, rocks up this bloke, skinhead, no teeth, built like a brick shit house. <laughs> and he's like, "I'll fucking slap you." Out the blue. I'm like, all right, mate, what, what's the problem? He said, no, nah, I've had enough of you boys thinking that you're the boys walk, knocking around town, pushing boys about stealing food from behind the bar at the Life Nightclub. I'm like, what's going on? And then now, so I've got my mate Michael Holford and all the lads are starting to convene and a few uh, locals as well. And it was one of them, kick his ass, Seabass! Like I've had someone shout out from the crowd. So this guy, so I said, go on then, mate, give me a slap. So this guy slaps me around the face, full-blown slap. Open-handed? Open-handed. Yeah. Mate, and it hurt. And um, my mate Michael Holford, Holford was like, Jim, what are you going to do about that? What are you going to do about that? And he's like, he's like, right, me and you down the back street now. So behind the kebab shop. I'm like, what the hell? So this, like, I'm thinking, is this real? Like, you know, what's happening? This guy's a lunatic. So my legs are starting to clatter a little bit. You know, albeit, you know, I've had a few scraps in my cough days um, at school, down the pubs. <laughs> so I've walked around the back and all that I can say has presented me is a scene like Fight Club, mate. So there's... Broken street lamps, wheelie bins, <laughs> dripping taps, and there's about 40 or 50 people there watching. And I'm in here. Now, this is the part where you might not believe, or you might believe. So he's in there. He's in the middle of the circle. And he's there jumping around. He's stretching. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? I look over to the Leicester boys, and I'm like, they're like, don't worry, we've got you back. <laughs> this guy's a lunatic. <laughs> Next thing, the guy takes his shirt off. He is ripped to smithereens. He's like, right, shirt's off. I've taken my shirt off. Been back. Belly yeah. everywhere. My belly's hanging out everywhere. <laughs> I've got man boobs. I've been <laughs> on the candle. Yeah, a mounted, like mounted candle. Well, no, no, Literally. No, I look like the uh, the old-fashioned Andy Good. Not a great look. <laughs> and we're there. We get into the fighting post. So we're there in fighting stance. And I'm not joking. This guy's bouncing around like Floyd Mayweather. And I'm thinking, shit, I'm getting filled in here. And he's there and he's not doing anything. I'm like, well, what's going on then, mate? He says, oh, I'm a counterpuncher. I was like, you what? <laughs> He's like, I'm a counterpuncher. And so anyway, so I throw like a like a, um, a paper towel, like just a, just a soft one. Doesn't connect, not meant to. Next thing, he puts his head down and starts doing this windmill thing. Next thing, I've uppercutted this guy. <laughs> straight on the floor, okay? Straight on the floor. I'm like, holy camoli. I've, what a connection. The guy's jumped back up. He's like, first one to bleed. Like that, I'm thinking, what the hell? So then he comes for me this time. There's no counterpunch. He comes down, head down. Next thing, I've got him in headlock. I'm ramming his head against the bin. He's down. Gets up. First one to die. Like this. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on? So the next thing, like, it's all kicking off. The Leicester lads are pulling me away. He's had enough. He's had enough. Um, there's 100 people here at this point. He's <laughs> <laughs> doubled. Yeah. I think he's found the lie. <laughs> yeah. I'm a local legend. But I actually, I cried after. Me, mate, me, me housemate, Sam Raven, it just all got a bit much. But to be fair, after that day, I changed. No more fights. True story. Well, is it? I think we're supposed to guess, mate. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can ask me. You can quiz me. Well, I'll the, tell well, you. Well, the f- first thing is, when he says I've had no more fights, that is a lie. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. There's, yeah, there's a few there. And I reckon when he took his shirt off, he wasn't ripped at all. He's like a little, ju- little... He ran the kebab shop on the corner, jumping out. <laughs> yeah. He's a good bloke, actually. Mario's, wasn't it? So, boy, any, any questions you want to delve into that at all? Uh, you want to question him? Because... I mean, it'd be quite weird to wait, make that all up. But Yeah, I was going to say, he's gone into quite good depth there. I've had a lot of time on my hands the last couple of weeks. <laughs> did, he, did he land any? Nothing at all? He didn't land a thing, I promise you. It was embarrassing. Oh, he came up to me again. 
So you can ask me if this is true. He came up to me about two weeks later. Big Jim, big Jim. Mate, best fight I've ever had. I was like, mate, you didn't do anything. Like, What's happened? <laughs> oh, let me buy you a beer. No wonder he's got no teeth and he's got scars all over it. He's just been filled in the whole time. I've just realised this is Brett Deacon's old man, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Brett and Luke, it sounds just like him. Big yeah, skinhead. Exactly. Not ripped to the hills. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with truth there then. That sounds pretty... I, I mean, the crowd of 100, it started at yeah, 20. It was, started no, teammates to 50 to 100. That's what happens when there's a I think the a skeleton commotion. of the story is true. There's obviously <laughs> yeah. a bit of spice in there. So <laughs> <laughs> I hit him with the best. Like I said though, mate, you know, if people hear Floyd Mayweather's in town, mate, and there's a street fight going on, people are going to converge, mate. They're going to turn. They're going to turn up. There and that's go. what they did. Yeah. Big Jim was in town, round the back of Mario's kebab shop. This is the thing, like, Ooh. again, if... I, I feel like we should write a book on the Leicester days because this was, nor- this was normal practice, wasn't mm-hmm. it? This was a normal Saturday night out at Mario's Kebab Shop. The stuff that went on in there and out there and round the back of there, it was you wouldn't believe it. I could sit here and tell you ten stories and you'd be like, it's a lie. Or is it truth? Is it a lie? Well, yeah, exactly. Well, I think next next time we know Goody will give us a couple more potentially from uh, the Leicester days. And speaking of Goody, it's our regular segment... The good, the bad, and the ugly. What's going on in your world, please? Well, uh, obviously, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We're going to start with the good, obviously. Um, and it's a slight bias in this one Ooh. this week. Obviously, delighted to see wasps top of the pile. Being an ex-wasp. Four from four. So we're going to go... The good are going to be wasps, and Jimmy Gopeth especially. I think he's been outstanding. Obviously, he's moved to 12. Um, at the minute, with Cipriani starting at 10. Carl Eastman's now fit. It'll be interesting to see... What sort of balance the team um, gets picked over the, the coming weeks? Di Young's openly said uh, for Europe he'll pick his best team. So does Jimmy move to ten and Eastman play twelve? Do they stick to Cipriani at ten and Jimmy at twelve, or does Cipriani start at ten and Eastman at twelve? But Jimmy Gopper's been outstanding, man of the match again last week uh, for them. Fantastic, fantastic player. Special mentions also. We've got to talk a little bit of Pro Twelve, haven't we? So Ulster four from four, and Cardiff Blues as well. Although they had a scrappy win at the weekend, Cardiff Blues they're both four from four. So. Three decent efforts there, but Wasps get my good this week, which was uh, an easy one for me, being an ex-Wasp. Uh, the bad, we're going to go Bristol. Uh, really struggling in the Premiership. Um, pretty tough start, obviously. Uh, you know, Losing so heavily at Wasps last week. Exeter went there this week. Um, you boys are playing them on Friday. It just doesn't get any easier, does it? Um, you know, they're going to really struggle, I think, this year in the Premiership. Um, 2CPC missed a few kicks, which in tight games you hope that they can get. Um, there's chat of a couple of signings coming in as well um, that hopefully can can improve them but I can't see where a win's coming from so they're going to be the bad also mentioned Connacht they've been pretty poor from champs to chumps in the Pro 12 uh, they've, they've played three lost three they should have lost to Zebra last weekend as well they were losing and uh, at half time the gods the weather gods came good for them uh, caused a lightning storm and rain and it all got flooded and, and cooled off so Connacht down at the bottom but the bad were going to be Bristol, and then the ugly. I'm sat in between two Saracens, and they're not ugly. Um, no, not at all. Well, they're not the ugly. jumper is. Terrible jumper. Sorry, Andy Barrington. Yeah, the ugly you've got to go with. Unfortunately, Chris Ashton and his bite. Um, you know, obviously there were mitigating circumstances. Waller shoved his forearm in his face, but obviously, you know, you get found guilty of biting. 13 week ban. Um, you know, we all just hope. I thought he got. Yeah, you know, 13 weeks pro- probably was a bit lenient um, as well. He could have been a lot worse. Uh, but we all just hope Ashley gets back. You know, trains with the boys. I know I was speaking to a few of the Saris lads last week, and apparently you're all trying to bite him in training or something as well. Were you? I heard. Says says <laughs> no a source comment. of mine. That was before the ban, and now obviously he's taking it 
Um, but we want to see him back because he's the best winger, best finisher in the Premiership when he's on form. And, uh, you know, hopefully he, he just gets a little bit of red mist sometimes, doesn't he? Uh, and these boys are going very quiet looking no, down. No, you know, you know what? But just, he's, he's just a great like, bloke. First of all, he he's a great bloke. Bloody good player as well. You know, he's England's best finisher, I reckon. Um, and he's just, you know, he, he does get some headlines for the wrong reasons at times. And when he's when we're talking about his rugby, he's phenomenal. Um, you, like, you look at that, I just touch on it because he is a teammate of ours. And, he, you know, he is a well-liked character within the group. And outside of it as well. And, and outside. And he does get a lot of stick at the ground. And the way that he conducts himself when he goes to these places and, you know, the stuff that he does off the, off the pitch with charity and stuff like that. And the kind of background that he's come from is kind of... Um, been blinkered and blurred by you know these two incidences that now he has to live with for the rest of his career and probably has a massive um, bearing on his future England career you know and the Lions and other stuff going forward but you look at the two incidences I'm not you know adjudicate I'm not you know the guys on the panel but both of them are they're not clean cut especially the Ulster one I mean again as and I'm a little bit biased because I'm, I'm his I'm his teammate you know if you look at it from an outside point of view you know, it's it doesn't look great, but I think if you if you look at them properly, you look at the instances, and you were to say, you know, this is Luis Suarez, look what he's done, and then you look at Chris Ashton's. In my opinion, they look they look nothing nothing um, the same. They don't, and I do feel for him, and he, he'll you know he'll serve his ban and he'll train hard and he'll do what you do and he won't moan, and you know he'll, he'll, he will he'll come back stronger. He's been through adversity before in his career. And I do feel for him, but you know, unfortunately, that's. You can't have people gouging and biting. We don't want that, and if that's what they've deemed that to be, but I, I think that he's been harshly treated, whether that's through reputation or, or they've seen something that we as players haven't. Yeah, absolutely. But if you've got your coach gym hat on, he might be available, being league and union, for the game at Gloucester. Yeah, saying that. I'll put, him him forward. I'll put him forward and see, <laughs> see what he's saying. That's, that's what I reckon. And you, you must have mentioned, Goody, there might be, I'm going to other news now, as uh, Andrew McNair's not here to do it. Um, maybe a bit lenient. If that's lenient, mature Ugaud, 14 weeks for that eye gouge. <laughs> How... Put it into like, how is that a thing? Genuinely, from the top board. Yeah, I mean that was that was my um, that was my ugly last time. Mm. Um, Of course, it was just after, and I saw it. It looked horrendous. But I actually done a bit of digging into it, um, and I spoke to Simon Gillam, who's the chief exec of Brief, English guy. He was in charge when I was at Brief many many moons ago. I spoke to him about it, and he said, um, in reality, as bad as it looks, the Grenoble player after the game said he actually didn't get my eyes. Now. Whether you believe that or not, I don't know. That's what's come from Simon Gillam, who's a very honest guy, the chief exec of Breathe, good guy. Um, and he said he didn't mean to do it. Yeah, we can all, we've can we all seen it. It looks horrendous. Um, and I think the reason he's got 14 weeks and not a lot longer, because it could have been a six-month to a year kind of ban, was the fact that the Grenoble player came out and said, actually, he didn't get me. Um, it looks like he did, but... Everything's okay. They apologised, and you know he showed remorse apparently in the in the hearing, which you'd hope he does show remorse with something like that. It doesn't look great for the game. Um, there was a massive brawl in that game as well, and apparently, speaking to Simon Gillam as well, Matthew Gaud got filled in by two big Grenoble forwards against the the advertising boards just before that, and which is why he was a little bit too aggressive and um, you know obviously went dirty on it. But um, it's not great for the game. The biting, all the all the gouging. Um, I wish they'd have been a bit stronger in terms of the bands to really try and stamp anything out and I think with all the exposure now on social media and everything like that kids can see it and stuff and I think the way it's had the exposure it has hopefully we won't see any more of that this season uh, other things just briefly touch on obviously Mike Ford um, Sam Toulon bit of attacking coach there and 
Today, Morad Bujalau being like, I was wasting money, I'm losing it all, I made pull out. Yes. <laughs> what what did he say? He said, he said I'm losing selling. money every day, I may just cop out. It may be a PR stunt, because oh, they just beat Clement. Loose, yeah, he, uh, I mean, he's talk loose. about, <laughs> talk about, he's loose, but talk about someone that just wants to do an interview and say something strange every week. To get on the phone. Just to get headlines, just to get on the keep and Midi Olympique and everything like that. It's, hey, wind your neck in. Yeah. You know, half the problems, listen, you know, when you win the back-to-back Champions Cups and everything they did, you know, they had the best team in the world. Of course they're going to win it. You know, they spend the most money, they get all the superstars. Now, that some of those guys have gone, he hasn't replaced like for like, and you're going to have a, a bit of a a bit of a bump in the road, aren't you? And, um, you know, he's not helping Dominguez at all by coming out in the press and sell it then, mate. Go on. Yeah, he wants it all now, doesn't he? That's yeah. how it's... I'm not saying they're not a great team. We've got them in a couple of weeks, but it's all like now, 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 like... There's no sustained culture. I mean, have they got an academy system? Is there any young players coming through the system? It's all well and good buying these superstars. It's great to watch and great to be playing. But you talk about a sustainable kind of club. It's all well and good having this money. But well, you think you, about the front five that were, when they won the Champions Cup, or you know, two or three times. Was it three or three two? in a row? Three, three, three in yeah. a row. So they had in the second row they had Bakis Botha and Ali Williams. Ali Williams. You know, two of the best second rows in the world. Front row they had uh, Carl Heyman, uh, Andrew Sheridan. Players like that, world. They've not replaced. Who's their second row now? Yeah, uh, they've got two. Row? They've got Samu Manoa and Gavodza, yeah. who are both back rowers. Yeah, really. exactly. So you yeah. know, Tammy Manafanua. You've gone from yeah. the best five, the best tight five in the world, and you've signed the best so players. Bit, bit part, yeah. To now, you've just got as good as everyone else, and that's you know that's the issue there. Yeah, he moans about his wasting money. He he wasn't wasting money when he was paying. His wage bill was bigger back then than it is now, and he got the success and he loved it and he was beating his chest on the front page of it, but. As an owner, you know, if I had a load of cash, I wouldn't buy a rugby club because it's not many of them that make money, is there? But you know, you've got to take the rough with the smooth, and um, you know, you can't always just be the best team. Yeah. And speaking French rugby, and it's a, an issue that seems to be keep cropping up. I'd be interested to know the Saris boys here as well. Is um, Clement, former Clement player um, Jamie Cudmore, has just come out today, um, and well, over the last few days, saying he looks like he's trying to sue Clement Van for trying to get him back on after concussion. And it's a pretty scary story, basically. Seb Varmahina, the other guy uh, in the second row, got taken off and they asked him to come back on knowing he had basically failed what would have been HIA, came back on and uh, started blacking out, etc. Um, what, what are your views on, on all of that? And I know Saracens have special monitors, don't they, as well, to impact, shows all the hits on the impact, etc. Yeah. yeah. At Saracens, they take it really, really... Um like uh, important uh, Edward Griffiths started it all off didn't he when he went to uh, the NFL and they were obviously you've seen the new film out Concussion and stuff so they brought in these new chips taking blood and stuff seeing if the different levels of chemo- well, I'm not a scientist so <laughs> <laughs> none of us are <laughs> uh, it's like a different different. so they're taking it into like massive because it is a, it is a, a massive thing after rugby rugby's only until you're 35 and you've got your whole life kids, family and you can't be blowing yourself and yeah, ruining it, is, it. It's, it's, yeah it is it's a really really touchy difficult subject to touch on I, I was actually interacting with Jamie Cudmore's tweet um, at the weekend where he, he'd done an article in one of the papers and to be honest with you being a similar kind of player to Jamie I'd say in the second row he's a lot tougher than you <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a lot harder than he's me. a lot tougher and his arms are significantly bigger <laughs> yeah. But like he's a tough, tough man, you know, and he, one of the toughest to have played the game. And for him to come out, I mean, it's quite harrowing, really, to, to read what he, he was talking about in terms of the way that he felt, um, the fact that he was forced to go back on the pitch, which I've had. I'm, I'm not going to name teams that I've had, but 
as that kind of player in the second row, the enforcer type, you know, this kind of thing you get brand, you feel like you're good, he's shaking his head talking like talking himself up. <laughs> but, you, you know, for, for him to come off and say, oh, I feel a bit dizzy, my head, my head sore, he, you know, he, he told them that. So he, he, he had the balls to say, look, I'm not right. It was actually against Saracens, funny enough, against Billy Vonopola, collided heads, D- done a HIA. I don't know how they do that in France, but looking at the Toulouse thing that we saw uh, you know, saw a couple of years ago where Garnovas is shoving the player back on with blood coming out of every single <laughs> orifice in his body. <laughs> probably show, Yeah, exactly, shows you the HIA. But it's quite a harrowing, really, that a guy of this stature, that this tough has come out and said, look, I'm forced to go back on there. You know, I, I wasn't feeling right about it. And, and, and rightly so. Rightly so, you should sue your club. Because there's there's no duty of care. They've shown no duty of care. It's solely to win a game, which, in my opinion, is completely ridiculous. And I, I won't keep going on because I'm quite good mates with Shante and Harpe when I was at Montpellier. He got sacked from Montpellier because he because he was getting concussed by getting hit with a, a tackle shield. So he was going in, like, getting concussed in the game, had a history of concussions. Obviously, there was no knowledge on that. Was in training, got bumped on a bag and was unconscious. And he goes to the club... And they sack him. You're lying. You know, you're not. And then it's all well and good having that kind of narrow focus at training. You're talking about it at training, speaking to the coaches, the doctors. But he goes home, he's got a family. You know, he can't remember things, his moods. You know, he's come out and it's well documented. He won't mind me saying it. I just think that, you know, we're at a very, very you know, funny stage in terms of this HIA concussion and stuff. Also on that, Steve Diamond said the other week, didn't he? I think he got reprimanded in the press, didn't he, about... He said you only need to get tickled now or something. Well, I can't remember the exact quote he used. Yeah, that's what he said. He said you only need yeah. to get a tickle now, and you, it's HIA because he wasn't happy because uh, who was it? Was it Mugford? Came yeah, Mugford, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. Um, so listen, you know, health and safety is key, especially with concussion. And you know, you, you go to the NFL and they had to shell out was it something like eight hundred million dollars or something to mm. to cover what's happened before. Um, you know, and those crazy buggers running at each other with helmets and tackling each other <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah. So you know. Player safety is paramount now, um, and you know people talk about yeah the game's gone soft and everything like that. You talk about tip tackling and everything to do with that. Ten years ago, some of those tackles and some of those hits, they were cl- applauded for big tackles and oh well done that you won that physical battle. Now there's red cards, yellow cards, and everything for it. And you know the player safety is paramount. So it's an ugly thing to be out in the press with Jamie Cudmore and yeah. and, and Claremont have come back out and said they followed all the protocols, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So you know how that is going to ever pan out I don't know yeah, you know, yeah. but Jamie Cudmore fair play to him for standing up yeah, 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 yeah I think so Agreed. I, I, just, just on that note as well, I, I don't want to labour the point but there's there's so much come out now like Corbusieri obviously wrote that piece in the mail at the weekend about you know player welfare recovery time I, again you know I'm a current player Baz is a current current player you know the game is changing so much more physically the mental demands the amount of games last year there was a game every single week now you know although we love playing and I'm obviously coming towards the end of my career there needs to be some changes along the way. I just don't think it's sustainable. You know, you talk about these massive collisions, and you know, we're we, you know we're speaking to Stephen Vaughan there about the pressures of you know directors of rugby are, are on and the wages that players are getting that are going up. We can talk about it for days, but something needs to change. You know, they need to limit the amount of games. 
the amount of training it needs to be monitored and needs to be rig fenced otherwise it's just going to get worse oh if there's no training I'm back I'm coming back <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first there we go breaking yeah. um, actually we did also say well, you may be back because we are you may have seen going to pick a winner for your signed gloves and uh, underneath it says Andy Good roughly 19 I don't know where you start 19, 98 98, 98 to 201 two, question mark so we've left that very much open for a return which is good but yeah if you want to know the severity of concussion I mean Gloucester we spoke to him one earlier perfect example Andy Hazel retired great um, club player um, back rower because of it so obviously a huge problem and um, Jamie Cudmore rightfully so taking them on okay we've got a couple minutes left filthy 15 a lot of favourite segments here we've got a loose head uh, we've got a hooker we need a tight head prop gents who are you putting forward Yago I've yeah. got to put this guy forward oh, here we go. again because a lot of people haven't heard of the Scottish players, apart, <laughs> apart from Richie Gray. And, and the, the Romanians know them well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, all the Georgians. Um, I'm going to go with a guy, and I'll, Jeffrey Bungle. Oh Full name's Jeffrey Cross. <laughs> now, Jeff Cross played, he's, he's retired now, he's at London Irish. He's played about 35 times for Scotland. I'll just give you a slight background about this this guy, because he's a, he's, a, he's a great bloke. He's, he's one of my good friends. So he's a qualified pilot, so he flies helicopters. And he's also a qualified doctor. He's just training to be a GP again now. Um, slightly wacky. Uh, seldom wears shoes. Always wears Crocs. Um, and he's like one of these guys where you're at a hotel. Will take any of the leftovers, take them home, doggy bag home. I actually went around his house for for dinner once, and he had. Uh, he said, "Oh, Jim, do you want a tea or coffee?" I said, "Oh, yeah, I fancy a tea." And going to his cupboard, he's got a box full of these like all these assortments of tea and in this big brown box it said St Andrews on it so what he's done is he's obviously taken this box from St Andrews with all these teas and coffees in um, so he's that kind of guy so he's a thief so basically <laughs> summarise that yeah fake story but anyway so the reason why I'm going to put him in is for one incident that happened just I've got I've got to tell this story and then you can you, you can judge why I've put him in after because he ain't great on the beers but we played Scotland played Wales at Murrayfield around 2009. Um, obviously, the forwards do what they do, line out scrums, and the backs do what they do. And this was the, there was a big like aerial contest between our fullback Chris Patterson, Wales fullback Lee Byrne, and it was a game of the up and under. So that's what the, that's what the, our coaches labelled the game. If we can win this up and under battle, we could potentially go on to win the game. One minute into the game. Chris Patterson lobs this up and under high up into the sky of Murrayfield so next thing Chris Patterson's running no he's not Jeffrey Bungle is sprinting (laughs) after this up and under and he's not even looked at the ball he's just carried on going as he's running at full pelt Lee Byrne has jumped mid-air kneed him straight in the temple done a 360 landed on his back Jeffrey Bungle completely knocked out split his legs open, tore both his medials and his line slumped on the floor. Now, I'm first over there. like I remember it vividly because Martin Williams was there and he's there pulling Jeff off and I'm stood there in complete... He's, pull- he's pulling them off. <laughs> he's, uh, <laughs> and he's unconscious. There's time and a place for that. <laughs> <laughs> that's horrible. With your gloves. Um, and uh, he stood over him and uh, I was in shock, just stood there. And anyway, so Jeff's been carted off um, on oxygen and Wayne Barnes has yellow carded him as he's on the stretcher. And he's torn both his medials. And for that reason, Jeff, because you're such a lad, <laughs> you're in the filthy... Yeah, did you go... Yeah, yeah, he went out the, the night after as well. He went on the all day the next day. What a lad. Have no, you got no, anyone really. to compete with that? Yeah, yeah uh, I have. You talk tight head props. Um, you know, both Jim and I played with this guy at Leicester a 
quite a few years. I'm going to throw Martin Castro Giovanni into the mix. Oh, um, Vegas baby. Yes, and it's that story. Yeah, we, we've had many a drink with him. Um, some good, some bad, eh, Jim? Yeah. <laughs> There's some other stories there too. But the fact that he can say no to going with Racing 92 back to Leicester, obviously it was, I say, back to Leicester. They played at the, the Nottingham Forest ground last year, the semi-final. And he said, no, I'm going to go away uh, with all the Paris Saint-Germain players, Ibrahimovic, all those boys. They'd won the league. And then to top it off, pictures in the paper. He told the club he's going back to Argentina. See his dad. See his dad or something along those lines. He's pictured dancing in Vegas with his top off, which is not pretty, I'll tell you that. And I, even I can say that. Um, anyway, so he's dancing with his top off. Um, pictures come out in the papers and you know Castro eventually gets sacked, etc. from Racing 92. But best bit about it was Ibrahimovic, next game he plays, celebrates doing the Castro dance and you can Google it. It's absolutely yeah. brilliant. He sent me the video. Um, so Castro loved it. You know, you've got a world star Dancing after scoring a goal in the in the French league, uh, doing an impression of Castro. And so, the funny thing, the funny thing about that, Ca- the fact that Castro got sacked from probably the most lucrative contract, <laughs> he's not bothered. Ibrahim and him and Ibrahimovic have been in Vegas dancing, and that's all he's bothered about. I'll take that to the grave with you that story. Yeah, hey, absolutely. And, that, yeah. and that's how all we know about Vegas. I'm sure you think mm. what has gone on there yeah. with those boys and but- Castro. Just, uh, you know, the big fat friend there. You've got a choice here, Baz, special guest. Oh. Who, who are you putting in the filthy 15? This is a big moment. Well, this is you, massive. You've got I've the, actually bu- been the a... Bung or uh, Castro Giovanni. I've been on uh, a few drinks with Castro oh. right, in Jersey and um, in London, actually. So, But when Zlatan says party, you party. So I know where, he, I know where he's coming from. <laughs> but uh, do, 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 do. I'm going to have to go Castro, I think. There just, uh, go. Just... Sorry, yeah, Jim, just, mate. No, I just wanted to tell that story about Jeff. Yeah, of course. So <laughs> he joins... Alan Jacobson, wasn't it? Alan Jacobson, Chunk. And who did we have John in the... Schmidt. John, John Schmidt. John Schmidt, of course we did, yeah. yeah. That's a good-looking front row. I absolutely. made the bench, I think, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's Jim's lying to me. Well, no, I, can, I, we just, can we just touch on that? Sorry, Baz, to interrupt, because you've not given us hardly anything on this show. I put, <laughs> Sorry, I put, no, we're, save, I, yeah. we're, saving get, it, we're saving it for some singing. He's there you go, so that's why. I still so, get my Mac and Wild, do I, across the road? Yeah, exactly. So Mac and Wild restaurant. No, he said it was for free. No, he said It's very good, went there the other day. I said I'm paying I'm only going to pay for it, though. If Richard Barrington has come to the Rugby Pod podcast pod, 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 to pod, sing pod. us a song, Pod Pod yeah. Pod. So this so is send off. If this it's good, it. we'll join in. If you start well, we could join in. If it doesn't, we're leaving you to it. But I reckon you've got two, two songs before. Two songs. Let me think okay, we're li- are we live? We live on Yahoo. We're absolutely live. Um, I think. How one- you do it? <laughs> exactly. I think one of these you can imagine in a South Stand of Hong Kong. I think we've got a bit of Sweet Caroline, uh, a little taste of the first half of half of the first line, but. Um, I'm going to do a little rap, so thank you very much for joining us. And we're going to leave you with the dulcet tones, basically, of Remix, um, <laughs> Richard Barrington. So are you prepped and raring to go well, with the song? You've got to give us a remix in between. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll give you two songs, all right. All right okay. okay. So You've got to help me a little bit, because yeah, like I said, mate. I only know the two words. I hope you've enjoyed it, everyone. And here it is, taking us off, you're Richard off Barrington. Dum, 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 when the night woo, is young oh. and the land is dark and the moon is the only light we'll see no i won't no i won't be afraid oh no i won't shed a tear just as long as you stand stand by me so, so darling, darling, stand by me. Oh, stand by me. Oh, stand, 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 st
Stand by, by me. Remix. Began in the spring. No. Spring became the summer. Who would have thought we'd carry on? Hands. Touching, touching hands. Reaching out. Touching me. Touching you. I've got to come up with some new songs right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we have it. The Rugby Pod Podcast, absolute belter. Thank you so much. Andy Good, as always. Jim Hamilton and special guest, we will definitely get back in. Richard Remix, Baz Barrington. We'll catch up with you next time. Uh, have a good week and enjoy the rugby. Rugby Pod Pod Pod. Rugby Pod. Rugby <laughs> Pod.